good morning. It's good to see you. It's good. It really is good to see you, um, to see your faces. Some of you, I see half your faces, but whether it's half or full, it's good to see you. I'm glad that you're here today. A special welcome to those of you who are joining us online. We're really glad that you're with us, especially our college students who all went off um, last week um, and you're joining with us this morning. Hello. We miss you. Will Steinberg, we didn't see your giant head here on the front row, so, um, but we love you guys, and uh, just know that we are praying for you and love you, and I can't wait to see you when you come back in town. Um, you might be joining us online today for the first time, or you might be in this auditorium today for the first time, and we're just really glad that you're here. You know, we say at the Porch Community Church that we're following Jesus for our community, and that's really what we want to be about. It's what we, why we're doing what we're doing and, and we're just glad uh, that, that you're a part of today here, tuning in, whatever. And, and I do want to say this. I said this two weeks ago, but I also know that there's some of you that are joining us online at home today because you're just not ready to come back. And we get that. We understand that. And I just want you to hear from me, speaking on behalf of the entire church, that uh, wherever, however you're joining us, we know that you're part of this family, and I, I don't want you to feel like you're less than or that we're thinking like we're super spiritual because we're here and you're not. Um, we all need to make the right decision for us, and so for those of you joining at home, you're not ready to be back. We love you, and I'm, we're also glad that you're, you're part of this morning. Um, we are in, we started two weeks ago a series called Entheos. And then we took a break last week because it was our huge Jesus' Life weekend. You saw that in the video. Um, but we started this series two weeks ago called Entheos, and it's a, it's a Greek word. Would you guys say Entheos with me? Entheos. Oh, pretty good. Much better than 9 o'clock. Maybe you're more awake. So Entheos, and if you look at it, the E-N, it means in, and we get that word. And then theos is where we get our word for God, uh, you know, the word theology. You know, you see this, and it, and it means, you take it, it means the spirit of God within. We get our English word enthusiasm from the word entheos. So when you think about someone who has enthusiasm, one way to interpret that would be that's a person who has the spirit of God within them okay so we're in this series talking about in theos about having the spirit of god within because we want as i was thinking about what series we were going to be doing during this time it was just obvious that we need in theos we need to be people who recognize that we have the spirit of god working in us we need this in our lives we need this in this time in the world that you and I are living in. So what I would say is I want us to be known, Porch Community, as people of entheos. That when we're out and about and that people see us and interact with us and that if we say I'm a follower of Jesus, that we are known to be someone who has entheos. The Spirit of God working within us. People who are alive with God's Spirit, like it's evident in us. This is why we're doing this series. You know, I think the greatest witness to God working in your life is if you have the enthusiasm of God in your life. We're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go into today. We're going to learn a couple of more Greek words besides um, entheos, so we'll put my seminary degree uh, to work this morning just a little bit. 
two weeks ago as we started this, we talked about having optimism, right? And not just like, oh, the glass is half full, yay, but like having this unshakable optimism within us regardless of what's going on around us. To have an unshakable optimism because of God, not the circumstances around us. Um, so today what I want us to talk about, so we talked about optimism, I want us to focus in today on gratitude. Gratitude. And uh, when we talk about that, and Philippians 4 is where our text is going to be today. We're going to look at uh, about four or five verses there in Philippians 4, so you can be turning there if you want to. I learned as a new believer um, how to find Philippians was to go, um, George eats peas and carrots. So Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and then the Corinthians, right? But then I learned when I moved to Georgia, guess what? Georgia Electric Power Company. Who knows that one? Okay, so that's how I knew how to get. So Philippians... So now you're going, Georgie's peas and carrots. Okay, good. Um, so Philippians 4 is where we're going to be. Why do we need to talk about gratitude? Like, is it necessary? <laughs> is it necessary to talk about it? Because here's the reason I want us to talk about gratitude today. Because we have, I'm going to make it a little more personal. I have a problem of complaining. Anybody else? I have a problem of complaining. And when you think about everything that's going on in the world around us right now, it is a perfect storm for complaining. I mean, everything is just like teed up for us to just complain all day long, right? And when you think about it, I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot for any of us to think about something to complain about. I did a little bit of research on, on this idea of, of of, of gratitude and complaining obviously complaining being the you know the opposite of gratitude and, and I looked up this in regard to complaining here's what I found the average person complains I was actually surprised by this the average person complains 30 times a day I thought it'd be higher than that because what I know is some of you are way above average <laughs> Like, I mean, that's just how it is. And, and I'm, I would put myself in that category, right? 30 times, okay, so that means there, there must be some saints and angels walking amongst us who don't complain, and then there's the rest of us, and then we get there to, to about 30. What's wrong with complaining? Here's what I found out. Research uh, shows this, that when we listen to complaints, okay? So I'm not even talking about being the complainer necessarily. When we listen to complaints of any kind, what happens is, is we get demoralized. Like it actually affects our spirit. It affects our, our attitude. It affects our outlook. When we hear complaints, it affects our spirit. And, and what that would include then is also our own complaints, right? Because our ear's just right here. It's real close to our mouth. So not only if we hear someone else complain, but if I'm complaining, I'm picking that up too. And, and we hear this, we take this in, and it affects our spirit. And, and complaining or even listening to complaints, it, it does this thing in our minds on this, this cycle of negative thinking, and it actually kicks in this fight-or-flight feeling. Here, here's what I mean by that. Have you ever been around someone who's just like, like all they do is complain, and you just want to get out of there? Like you want to not be able to hear them. 
because of how it makes you feel. You might not have known why. You might have just thought, wow, they really annoy me. But there's like it stirs up in your spirit like, oh, my goodness, this is so negative. This is so just like it affects you, and you've got to get out. Or sometimes you want to be like, hey, you know, knucklehead, please be quiet. That's the really nice way I would be saying that. Of someone who's complaining, like you either want to, you either want to get out of there or you want to call them on it. This is what happens. Complaining does this. And then, listen to this, when, when others listen to our complaints, okay, think about this, especially parents, teachers, coaches, no, oh, coaches. When others listen to our complaints, it reinforces within that person hearing the complaints a feeling of, I mean, it's, it's not like, wow, I can't believe it, but it makes people start to question, am I good enough? Oh, I'm not good enough. I, I am, I'm not good. I, nothing is enough. I am not enough. Every time you complain, think about this, your irritability what you're complaining about it's like a virus and what it does is neurologically it gets picked up by the people that hear you and not only that but the people that see you because sometimes folks we complain and we never even open our mouth my mom was a professional sire what I mean by that is like <sighs> that kind of sigh you know what I'm talking about right some of you by just your eyes people know something's up Right? Without saying a word, we are complaining, like we're putting it out there. The, the vibe is there, and it's getting picked up. Every time this happens, I remember vividly this experience I had, and it just stuck with me. And I would love to say that I learned my lesson that day, and I never did it again, but I, I haven't, but I've sure remembered it. And I was, um, many of you, you've met him, you know him, we've, we've had him here before, but our, my friend John Eager and I w I've been friends with them, him and his family since they were little, little. And I had him in my car with me one day. He was probably six or seven years old. And I needed to, I was probably going to buy him something because that's, they always, hey, Shay, can you take us to the store? So we were, I had to go to the ATM and um, get some money, right? And so I put in my, my card, get my money, get my cash out, and then we drive away. Well, as soon as I pull out, I realized oh dang I left my card there in the ATM by the time I pulled around and got back in the, the machine had already taken it like it timed out you know it wasn't there and I was just a little bit irritated I mean it never bothers any of us when we lose our ATM card right especially when we're just being dumb like I was so I am huffing and puffing and grumbling to myself you know I wasn't like you know super irritated but it was obvious and I remember this is the moment I remember okay I mean, it just burned in my brain. Little John, not so little anymore, but little, little John sitting in the front seat of my car, and he says this to me. He goes, Shay, that's what they call me, Shay, did I do something wrong? And it broke my heart. Because I'm like, no, of course you didn't do anything wrong. Like, what in the world could you have had to do with me? Like, like no, of course not. But he picked it up, right? In his mind, what he heard and what he picked up was, I did something wrong because I, I sense this. This is what our complaining does every time. So can we just admit that, that we complain? 
Can we admit that we have a problem of complaining? And if you can't admit that, you're either lying to yourself or you are one of those like angels walking on earth and you need to come and lead, like you need to come up here and I'll give you my microphone. Like, can we admit that we complain? We've got this, this problem. So the good news is that there is an antidote, right, for our complaining. The good news is, is there's an antidote and it's for us to be people who have gratitude, for us to be people who, who have gratitude. And here's what I found about gratitude, right? Gave you some info about complaining. Here's what I learned about gratitude. There are these God-given, I believe God-given, like hardwired into our brain, benefits of gratitude in our lives. Studies show that gratitude can actually reduce pain like pain in your body, like it, to be a person of gratitude being, versus being someone who is complaining, they, they show that, that the person experiences less pain. Gratitude improves sleep quality. All right, that's why you should always say your prayers before you go to bed. I, I just threw that part in there. Um, gratitude aids our stress regulation, obviously. Gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. So here's the big idea of, of this uh, message today. If, you, if you're like, I need a big idea, what are we hinging on here, okay? Here's, here's where I want to go. Here's what I want you to take from this, is that gratitude leads us to peace. Gratitude leads us to peace. And we're going to walk through Philippians chapter 4 together, and I want you to see how we walk from gratitude to peace. Because I don't know about you, but in, the, in all that's going on in the world around us right now, I need some peace. And my complaining's not helping it, obviously. So I need some peace. So Philippians chapter 4 Paul is, uh, we're going to start in verse 4. Paul is writing this uh, letter to the church in Philippi, right? He's writing to the believers there. And um, here's what's going on. He's not like sitting like in some villa writing it. Paul is in jail. Paul has been locked up because of his faith. Paul has been locked up because of his witness. Paul will not be quiet about Jesus. And Paul has been locked up. And so this is the place from which Paul writes this letter to the church in Philippi. And I don't know about you, but if I'm in jail, I don't know how much gratitude is going to come out in that letter. There's probably going to be a little bit of complaining or a whole lot of complaining. But Paul shows us a different way. And he says this, beginning in verse 4. Remember where he's writing from. Remember his circumstance. Because that's what drives my complaints often. Paul says this. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Now, the Greek word for rejoice is this word, kiero. Kiero. Here it is up on the screen, kiero. Now, I know that we're obviously in South Georgia, so there's some of you, it came up on the screen, and you said, Chero, and it's not Chero, <laughs> it's Chiero, and uh, it, it's the word for rejoice, and so when Paul wrote this, he wrote the word Chiero, he wrote that right there, and, and what, here's what's beautiful about, about this word, it means to be glad, okay, duh, rejoice, be glad, okay, I'm with you. But there's actually a, a, a more beautiful truth there if you go a little bit deeper because see the root word where, where you get the word kiero, there's a root word and that root word is this word kadis, kadis. 
And what caris means, let's put it up there, it means grace. Grace means caris. You might say caris. I know some people named caris. It means grace, but it's actually pronounced caris. So grace is caris. And this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, my circumstances don't, don't dictate maybe just, you know, hey, just be in a better mood, Paul. But he's saying, I've experienced something that causes true rejoicing, and I want you to rejoice too. He has experienced God's grace. You rejoice because of God's grace in your life. He's telling the followers of Jesus there in Philippi, he's telling you and me to rejoice because of the grace of God offered to us through Jesus Christ. He's not saying, hey, just put on a happy face. Just smile. You know, try to forget you're in jail right now. Try to forget there's a pandemic going on right now. Try to forget all the things going on in the world right now. No, no, he's saying you rejoice because of the grace of God in your life. So you start thinking that way, then when a complaint is in your mind or ready to roll off your tongue, you kind of, maybe you stop and go, hold on a minute, is, it, is this really something I need to, is this really where I need to go? Do I need to complain about this? Do I need to, to speak negativity into this? Or, or do I need to pause and go, oh, God's grace. God's grace is evident in my life. I can rejoice. I can be a person of entheos. Look at what God has done, the Spirit of God working within me. Right? We rejoice because we have God's grace. So then Paul goes on to say this in verses 5 and the first part of verse 6. He says, he's writing to the church, remember, he says, let your gentle but gentleness be evident to all. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. And then he says this, do not be anxious about anything. Okay, so he's writing this and he says, all right, let your gentleness be evident to all. I would ask you a question (laughs) this morning. In your social circles, is there a chance that you might be known as the stressed out one? Or the fly off the handle one, right? Are you known for that instead of gentleness, as Paul's writing about? Are you known for maybe being the rude one, you know, or I just say it like it is one? Paul says, let, let your gentleness be evident to all. Why? Because there's this, this understanding of God's grace working in our life, Okay? Have in Theos, porch community. Let's be known by, by the peace of God that is within us and how we interact and how we go about our lives. Allow God's spirit within to bring about this gentleness that Paul writes of so that others can see this and want to know why. Why aren't you freaking out? Why aren't you stressed out? Why aren't you complaining? Why, why are you, when everyone else is losing it, why aren't you like cool with everything? Well, let me tell you. I have Cadiz, the grace of God in my life. I'm rejoicing in this. So Paul says this. Um, then he says this last part. Oh my goodness. Then comes the tough one. Don't be anxious about anything. Oh, anything? Like, 
come on, isn't there like an exception clause? Isn't there like a, a whole other side rule that like, don't be anxious about this stuff, but this stuff be anxious about? Like, wouldn't that be a better way? But no, that's not what Paul says. Don't be anxious about anything. Pandemic, elections, racial tension, side-by-side hurricanes coming at us. And when he talks about this, he uses this word, the word for anxious. In the Greek, it's this word, merimnao. Merimnao. Okay, and what it means, it paints this picture, okay? And, and actually, I would like, could I get four volunteers who are willing to come up here on stage real quick? I'm, I'm not going to, like, make you eat anything or do anything. Could I get four volunteers real quick? Anybody willing? Please, come on. It's a great, come on. All right, come on. Got two. Me, two more. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes, you're so, you guys are awesome. So, all right. Now, um, I need you each to, I need you to go over there in that corner if you can. Try and go back there as far as you can. You stay right over there. Stay right, Matt, or you can go over there. Now, this word merimnao means to be pulled apart in many directions. All right, so he says, don't be merimnao. Don't be anxious about anything. Don't be pulled apart in many directions about anything. You feel a little pulled apart lately? Anybody? Feel a little pulled apart by all that's going on, all that we've been living through the last five, six months? You feel pulled apart as we go back to school and try to go back to work and go back to church? And like, Do you feel pulled apart because here's what happens. See, I'm going to try to do this. Oh, it's going to be. So let's be, let's be worried about our job, your job. Do not let go of that, whatever you do. Okay? Now, and then let's be, let's be worried about school. We get worried about school sometimes. Yeah, we can get worried about school. Okay, let's see. Um, let's be worried about, oh, goodness. Well, we've got to be worried about our health. So can you just take that slimy green looking thing? And Matt, let's see. Let's, let's be, uh, you want to be stressed about money? Come here, Matt. Help me. Help me. Don't let go, y'all. Let's be stressed out about money, too. Okay, now, here's the problem. This is Merimnao, y'all. <laughs> that sounded so country. This is Merimnao, y'all. <laughs> Welcome to South Georgia and Greek, Greek learning. Paul says, don't be anxious about anything. Don't be pulled apart about anything. And yet, this is how I'm living. This is how I have been. How about you? Some of you are going, Shannon, you need 19 more of those to be me. And, and what happens is, I mean, then you go, okay, so we got, we got school and health and job and finances. And then someone goes, hey, how about the weather? <laughs> What the heck? All right, this is going to hurt. All, all four of y'all, let go on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, man. Thank you. You can be seated. That hurt. Merimnao. Pulled about in all these different directions. Oh, my goodness. And it hurts. And we're stressed. And listen... Let's complain because I just got slapped with these really hard rubber things on my arm. Let it just pour out of my mouth and let me sigh like nobody else could sigh and let my eyes say it to you that, man, I'm just... 
And this is exact opposite of what Paul is saying we should be as followers of Jesus. And, and I love this, okay? So, Merimnao, to be pulled apart in many directions, he says, don't be Merimnao. Don't be anxious. Don't be pulled about. Don't be pulled apart. And then he says in, in verse, uh, the second part of verse 6, he says, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, those are those, oh God, please, with thanksgiving, not complaining, present your requests to God. Don't, don't be Merimnao. Don't be pulled apart in many directions. You go, but, but how, do I, how do I not be pulled apart in many directions? Well, this is what I love. The word thanksgiving in the Greek that Paul uses, it actually might be a word that it looks a little bit familiar to a lot of us. The word thanksgiving in the Greek is this word, oufkadestia. Oufkadestia. You see Eucharist in there, right? We get that, you know, in communion, thanksgiving, this is where we get our word. Ufkadestia, but do you see what's right in the middle of Ufkadestia? Do you see the word? Look at it. Kadis. Kadis. With thanksgiving because of God's grace. Remember, Kadis is grace. Because of God's grace you can come with thanksgiving because of God's grace, not because of circumstances, because of the grace of God, because God loves you, because God has sent Jesus Christ for you, because your sins have been forgiven if you've called on his name. Because of that, you live in that grace. You focus on that. You, you work towards that. You don't have to be a person who's complaining, who is pulled in different directions. No, no. With you, you come before God in prayer and petition and with the grace of God, oof, Karastia, thank you, thank you, thank you. Paul is saying, you can rejoice. Oh, you can rejoice. You can rejoice with thanksgiving, not because you're locked up in jail. Not because of all that's going on in your in the world and in your little world, even though sometimes it seems really big and really scary. He says you can rejoice and you can rejoice with thanksgiving because of God's grace that has brought life to our sin-dead lives. The grace of God. Light to darkness, right? Hope to hopelessness. This is what is going on. God pours his grace on us and it is not circumstantial. So let's quit being driven by circumstance, people. Let's quit it. Let's stop it. Let's, let's recognize it. Let's call it for what it is and go, I'm not going to let circumstances drive anymore the peace of God within me. Because the reality is we are always going to be able to find something to complain about. Always. Some of you right now, it's too cold in here. Someone else, it is too hot in here. The lights are too bright. The music's too loud. I can't hear it. I can't see it. I don't know. I mean, just like we can find things to complain about, right? We can do it. But because of and in God's grace, we can rejoice. 
we can be thankful. And then Paul says this in verse 7. He says, and that remember the big idea? Gratitude leads us to what? To peace. Big idea. Gratitude leads us to peace. Well, this is what Paul says. And the peace of God. So he's saying do all these things. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding. Like our mind can't get it sometimes. It doesn't make sense. How in the world could you have peace when all this going on? But he says and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and (laughs) guard our minds because that's where we can really get negative in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The peace of God. Doesn't that sound good? Don't we want a little bit of that? Don't we want a whole lot of that? The peace of God. And the word for peace in the Greek. See, you're learning lots of Greek words today. I love this because it's the exact opposite of being anxious like at its definition it's the opposite of being anxious remember anxiety is being pulled apart in many directions right merim nao we don't want merim nao no merim nao we don't want that the word for peace is erini erini and it means this I love this it means remember we were so separated merim nao erini means to be made whole So instead of going, my goodness, I'm so freaked out about my job, and I'm so freaked out about school, and I'm so freaked out about about my finances, and I don't even know, and and I'm really freaked out, like, do I wear a mask, do I not? Oh, we're pulled, we're all over the place. You guys don't know this, but there's an X right here. It tells me where to stand, because I'm not real smart. It also keeps the lights where it should be. That's Merim Na'o, when I had our four friends up here. Irony, right here. This is where the peace of God is. I'm not pulled apart. I'm right here. I'm right in this place. The peace of God. Irony, to be made whole, to be complete. Right here. We're not supposed to be all over the place. See, anxiety, merimnao, pulls us apart. Irony, the peace of God, brings us back together the way we were intended to be. I'm supposed to be right here, right here in the peace of God. So how do we get this peace, right? Okay, so gratitude leads us to peace. Wonderful, but, but how? Like, I mean, look around, how? How am I supposed to make this switch? What am I supposed to do? We can be people of gratitude because of, of God's grace, right? His kadis. And when we understand that, what happens is we can start to operate from a place of gratitude. And when we start being people who say, you know what, I'm going to focus on being, uh, I'm going to have more gratitude, then what happens is, is that starts to squelch the negativity and it starts to squelch the negativity, uh, the, the complaining. 
because I, I want this peace. And, and so if gratitude is, the, is what leads me to peace, and I want to live in that. I want to be right here. I'm supposed to be a knot all over the place, not pulled apart, stretched apart, stressed out. I want this. This is what I want in my life. Paul says this in verse 8 of Philippians 4. This is like the action steps. I love action steps. I love to say, okay, here's the deal now. How do we get there? Here's the situation. How do we overcome it? How do we, how do we solve this? Paul says this in verse 8 of Philippians 4. He gives this detail, right? This real detail action steps. He says, finally, brothers and sisters. I've been talking to you about gratitude. I've been talking about people. Don't be, don't be anxious. Have thanksgiving. Rejoice in God. He says, whatever is true... Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, think about such things. Think about such things. Why? Why? Because what we think about begins to transform our heart. What we think about transforms our mind. What we think about transforms the way we speak and it transforms the way we exhale. And I believe that how we begin to think transforms the way that our eyes even look outward to the people around us. I believe everything about us changes for the positive we're people who do exactly what Paul just wrote in verse 8. To think about what's true and noble and right and pure and lovely and admirable. I'm going to be really hard pressed to complain if I'm focused on Philippians 4.8. You feel pulled, pulled apart? You feel anxious? You, you understand this? <laughs> like you get it? Jesus offers us a better way and Paul writes about it he offers a cure for this pandemic of complaining and he says have gratitude in your life because I have loved you God has poured out his grace upon you through Jesus Christ and it is in that grace that we understand my circumstances don't dictate whether I'm going to be happy or be full of joy or, or be um, encouraging to other people. I'm not going to let circumstances do that anymore. You know, jerk us all over the place. No, no, no. No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond because of the grace of God, because of what he has done in my life through Jesus. What he promises to do in you through Jesus, if you don't yet know that. What we'll find is perhaps even in the middle of a time when, let's be honest, there is a lot that we could complain about. A lot we could be negative about. We could find gratitude because of Jesus. When we do that, oh my goodness, folks, we are, we are people of entheos. People see it within us, the Spirit of God in us. That's really what I, wanna, I want in my life. I'm trying to work on for, for me and what I'm sharing with you in this series because I want us to, to be people that don't let these circumstances keep driving us anymore. So we've talked about optimism and we've talked about gratitude. Next week we're going to talk about having it, the, being people of encouragement. Before we pray together and end our time in worship, I, I want to remind you what, what Tinley reminded you already, but it just helps us a lot is that um, 
when we do dismiss that an usher will come and and uh, let you know when you can go and which door to go through. It just helps us kind of keep people separated and, and all that stuff. So um, hang tight till someone comes around. In Theos, people, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for transformation that you bring to our lives when we call on the name of Jesus, that you bring about the 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 forgiveness of sin that that burden can be removed from us God thank you Lord we have gratitude in our hearts because of what you've done we say thank you to that Lord God thank you for your word and scripture Lord thank you that, that of your truth I pray today God that we take this and we're not just motivated to go you know what I'm going to try really hard not to complain today or this week that, that it wouldn't just be like a a, a a momentary like desire to do something a little bit different but it would be a deep deep understanding and a deep motivation going on right now by your spirit in us to put into practice in what we see in Philippians chapter 4 that we would return to it again and again and again this week say God I want to I want to be someone I don't want to be Miriam not oh no I want Erinne I want the peace of God I want to live into this. God, we thank you for the way in which you, you work in this world. God, we thank you for the way in which you provide for us. We have gratitude for that. Lord, I, I thank you for the people of God who are supporting the ministries of the church and, and making ministry possible like that, that video that we saw at the beginning of the service didn't even quite capture <laughs> what happened last weekend on our Jesus's life time together with our students I thank you that 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 you are um, moving in in the lives of people to to support ministries like that because we want to let people know that Jesus is indeed life so God we say thank you and it's in the name of Jesus we pray amen